Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Season 2 is here for us as we get a three-episode pack to kick off our off-season shenanigans. On our first episode, we're going to cover what happened during the NBA All-Star break. Then, we wrap up debating on a QB power ranking list. So sit back, get caught up, before it's too late, and enjoy the show. All right, Jalen, we are back after a little bit of time off since the football has wrapped up now. Uh, not hitting it too, as hard, but basketball getting in the swing of things. We had the all-star break. They're playing for the first time right now. Had some good news happen, some stories. Uh, and then we got our QB rankings. So, Jalen, how are you doing today, sir? Doing good, doing great. We're here, season two on the line here. Um we got a lot going on. We we ended up taking the Monday off, and dude, we great decision by us because uh, NBA All Star break was kind of dull, and seeing how everyone reacted to that and everything, what they took from that has been interesting. And the games are kicking back off tonight. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, yeah, here we go. We're we're back at the swing of things. Season two NBA is kicking off. We got. And like you said, Colby, we're going to be talking about some quarterbacks and some NFL breakdowns of what's going on there, because there's always drama. Um, like Aaron Rodgers, we're out of the darkness. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. Yeah, lots to get to. It's exciting that they're playing again. Um, I don't know how much we want to talk about the All Star stuff. It was funny that Mike Malone said it's the worst game to ever be played, which was pretty funny. Um, but you know, I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> Mac McClung though won the dunk contest. That was electric. But other than that, pretty pretty dull. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dame finally got his three point contest after you know Tyrese fell flat. I watched the three point contest. I thought that was entertaining. Um, and then I went on to watch the. Yeah, I did watch the slam dunk contest too. Mac McClung just stole the show there. You got to give him credit. I mean, we got to give him a little more spotlight. Like he. He, might, he stole the show. He went and lived up to expectations. You know, everyone at first was like, oh, they're bringing in just some G League guy. But those of us who knew, which was us here, we knew what he was bringing to the table. Representing Southwest Virginia very well. And uh, now he's ho- hopefully we get to see some court time from him here soon. I mean, still, you know, I don't know. His size is pretty small, so we'll see what he can do. But, hey, he's on Philly. so. We'll see, but who knows? Also made his career earnings in a single night. He made as much money in the contest as he had in the entire season up to that, in his entire career before that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why. All they, winning the dunk contest, and then he gets a sponsorship by Puma, I think, as well. That's what I said. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, Cole, your hype for Paulo. I have to question it this time again. Why? Dude, I watched the All-Star break. Like I, saw, I saw the Rookies go up against the Utah Jazz 3 and everything, which were pretty solid. Lowry Markin and uh, Colin Sexton, and I forgot. And I think it was, yeah, Kessler. And uh, Paolo was one of those three rookies who couldn't even put up a point in that last challenge, you know? 
Zero, Colby. Zero. And there is one where you can just be right there. There is one where you can be right there on the block, Colb. A block shot. He missed a block shot. Dude, it's like, the come on. challenge. Come on. What are you, you even doing? Come on. Have you seen Paulo Bencaro no, no. play an actual game? It doesn't matter, Cole. You can even put a point. <laughs> rookie, and the rookie all-star, like, skills showdown. Like, come on. You know what, You can't even put up a point because, in that. What yeah, do you mean? I'm supposed you know to be, like, taking serious in the game. I can't even keep him serious in the all-star break. You muted yourself, my friend. Yeah, sorry, my videos on ESPN.com were popping off again. It's stupid. But no, that, you're being ridiculous. I was going to say I'm hijacking it. You're being so ridiculous that I'm going to spin a pretty hot take off that, Jalen, because that was just so an outlandish of a criticism. I don't think that there are probably 15 guys in the entire NBA that I would trade straight up for Paolo Bancaro. It's It may be only like 10 or 11. He's, that's how confident I feel. Dude, he's like the perfect game for the modern NBA. He's like the perfect build. He's athletic. He's big. He's strong. He's a dog. They say he's like a real grinder. He like goes after people. He can get buckets. He's like 19 years old. Like he's only going to get better. Like he's going to be like, he'll probably win a scoring title at some point in his career. Um, he's going to be averaging, his career average will be over 25 points a game. I could say that pretty confidently. Like the dude is just a pure bucket get. Like, let me see, right, 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 quick. Can you name? Don't say he's a pure bucket getter, Cole. But he couldn't even get a bucket. All right, he couldn't even get a bucket. Really good player. When I actually finally had the moment to watch him, Colby, and that moment, never. He plays for the Magic. Where can I watch his games? Never, because it's the Magic. And how many wins does he have? I don't know, thirteen. But you're gonna, you don't even, no, don't even give him the break. Don't even give him the break because you don't even put him in the Webby Yon behind. You didn't even put him there. You put him once, and then you put him right back over there. So you can't even give him a break, Colby. You can't give him that break. You can't say that they're taking for Webby. You can't say that. You can't say that. So he's a rookie. This is they're rebuilding. Obviously, their team isn't good yet, but they're gonna be. How long have they been re- rebuilding, Cole? Well, yeah, a while. I'm not disputing that the Magic <laughs> that franchise. If anyone could screw this up, it would be them. But the Magic aside, they have not in this entire rebuild had a player like Paolo Bancaro. He's better than anyone that they've drafted or acquired throughout this whole rebuild long-term by far. Start naming me great players. I'll tell you if I'd trade them straight up for Paolo. I don't think I could do that, Cole. But I will say this. <laughs> I have uh, recently invested into the i don't know if you can see that uh, yeah that's tough yeah so i i yeah i did get some uh paul bencaro cards or at least some uh basketball cards right lately and he's on the cover of them so and it has been my goal to get him so there is a respect level for him colby don't get me wrong Appreciate but but i will say this there's probably there are probably 10 players out there that i could list off the top of my head where those teams will oh. probably not let them go for the life of them for paulo bencaro I'm just saying what I do it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Right here. I know the Wolves. With I got Anthony Edwards. No, I wouldn't trade SGA. it. I love Anthony. No. SGA. Uh, Jason Tatum. No. Jalen Brown. Those are four. I wouldn't trade up. I would not trade Paolo Bancaro for Jalen Brown. Take. I'm not counting Jalen Brown. I know what Jalen Brown is at this point. I think you're going with youth. All right. If you if your argument is youth, here, how about this one then? Anfrey Simmons. No. He's a good one. 
I would never trade Anthony Sim. I would never trade Bankero for Anthony Simmons. No, that's um, not. Come on. Let's see. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of guys. Cade, I would trade my... Cade. I would not trade. Yeah. I love Cade. Cade is can be a great player. Yeah, um, Cade, but he's hurt. He is hurt. Yeah, which sucks. Hmm. I, I love. Oh, there hasn't been that many rookies. I, I'll give you that. There's been Jalen Williams, but I don't think Jalen Williams is enough to uh, take over Paulo. I do like the way he's playing on the Thunder, but I don't think he's enough. I obviously wouldn't trade like Giannis, Jokic, Luca, and B. Yeah, I was about to say those are. Event- I I saw the trend that you were going there. You're leaning towards youth. That's why I didn't add those guys in there because I figured you wouldn't. Those are obvious ones. You yeah. know, those are actual centerpieces. This is why I was nice listing. You know, trying to list younger guys. Yeah, uh, he's up there. Yeah. There are a lot of good young players. You're right, but anyway. maybe Thibble. <laughs> Who? Thibble. Shout No, of course you trade. <laughs> Never trade him for Thibble. Oh, no Thibble. <laughs> that's funny. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to go too off on that. He's and don't worry, there's more All Star breaks there, are, Colby. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about your uh, let's talk about Jokic. What happened with uh, what happened with Jokic avoiding being the Last pick of the All Star break. That was. Pretty I mean, funny. the guys just don't like. Him. I mean, they probably don't like him. They think he probably doesn't deserve to have his MVPs, like everyone on TV says. But I mean, he's also just like you got to be realistic. Like he's from Serbia, so it's not like he's like buddy buddy with any of the other like top guys. He's buddies with Luca. Like they hang. Luca was like the only one invited to. Uh, he had like it was his birthday party, and it was all family members there, and the only other people there was like Luca. And like someone with him. <laughs> well, Cole, all I can say is yeah. on national television. Disrespect. That give that puts up a spotlight to the fact that this man might not deserve the third time MVP again. This is that argument that's gonna be going all the way through. I mean, you got him going through all he might get these next three what twenty-five games, twenty-three games for you guys. I don't know how many you guys have each team varies i'm pretty sure yeah um but i'm gonna go ahead and say that you, you depending on how you finish because how the trade deadline boiled down and then also depending on because not only is this award for regular season that's what everyone argues and that's what you would argue is his numbers through the regular season are amazing fine but this is the that's this is the significance of the third mvp cold and then i think this is where I think you know that it's time that you guys at least cash in on a finals appearance. Oh, yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. I this is he has the most pressure on him, I think, of like anyone. Nick Wright said he had the most pressure on him of anyone the whole NBA, and I I, I agree with that. Like he has to make a deep run because he has this like the last because the last two years like he had the excuse that he just didn't have Jamal Murray. Like so, no one then obviously had no chance of going far without Jamal Murray. Now he doesn't have that excuse. Like Jamal's out there, so. I agree there's a ton of pressure. Do I think he should get the third? I mean, he's been unbelievable, but I do understand, like, I'm actually not going to be all gung-ho for him to get the third MVP. Like, I do totally get why people don't think he should have it. It is understandable. Just because, like, no one's ever, they don't, no one's ever gets three. Who was the last person to get three? Like, Bird, I think they said. So, like, LeBron, Jordan, like, I understand why, like, people would be mad about that, even though he has been on an incredible stretch. But you can easily make a case for Giannis, and Embiid, I think. They're both also having incredible seasons. It's wild that that's just been like the last couple of years. It's just those three guys. But they all three have great cases. 
Anyway, that's just more credit to the big man. But also, the other two guys, if you listed them, they've been putting up solid numbers consistently, like you said, through these last couple of years. It's been that rotation of those three guys. And at some point, I feel like maybe this is where we might have to start seeing if Embiid takes that next leap these next few these next couple of weeks and see if he ends up going over and taking the lead on it because it, it's going to be interesting dude the co- the pressure that's coming for Jokic I don't know what's go- I don't all I'm saying is if they don't get it together and the Nuggets hold the, the Nuggets right now we don't know what they got they're coming back from the All Star break so Colby. All I can say is, do you think the Nuggets truly can hold it together through the regular season, hold on to that one seed? But not only that, but Jokic can remain in that MVP discussion throughout this time. Because after that All-Star break, it is kind of hilarious how he came dead last almost in the All-Star pickings, then shine in the game itself. And, uh... You know, maybe he isn't for that game, but it is a highlight of, you know, maybe he isn't supposed to be our MVP of the league when our other play, when we got a plus everybody almost going off on this game but him. So Man, I agree. No, I mean I don't agree with I, I don't think the all star stuff matters at all really. But I do like I do agree with him not being picked. That is a little disrespectful, and there is some of that probably. Um I think they will absolutely keep the one seed. I'm not worried about losing the ones. They're up. They have a knock on wood. Like, obviously anything can happen, but they have a five game lead, and like it's only like you said, twenty some games. So they would have to be pretty bad to not keep it at this point. Like as long as they like tread water and play well, they'll they'll get the one seed. So I'm not worried about that. I do think it's gonna be tough for him to stay in front for the third MVP, just because everything we've mentioned though, and like how good Giannis and Embiid are. If depending on how long Giannis misses from his injury, that could take him out, but. I doubt it's going to be that long. Um, so I feel very confident in the one seed. Third MVP is going to be very difficult. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, getting the one seed would be getting difficult. But, I mean, it's the West. I'm sure there's so much going on there in the West that we can talk about because everyone's favorite has my YouTube just background feed is going on right now. Um, everyone's favorite is LA Lakers, but the other LA team that I think is more interesting to talk about is the LA Clippers. Um, the LA Clippers went and made the bold move, Cole, of getting Russell Westbrook. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I saw you had it highlighted in our uh, in our group message there, or just a message, I guess. Terrible. The Clippers have moved, will be moved down on the next tier is based solely on this move, like. You cannot expect Russell Westbrook. I understand, like, kind of why they did it. And I still think they could be dangerous, obviously, if Kawhi's awesome. But – and if he's healthy. But, like, no, he's he can't play for you in the playoffs in important moments. Like, you can't have him out. He won't even be out there probably. But, like, could it mess with the – like, I just feel like it's a big risk. Like, I don't understand it at all, to be honest with you. L'Oreal Paris introduces – I don't know if it's that big of a risk. I think I saw the videos of him at the practice, man. He looks like he's happy. That's a key factor in everything. Let's see how he goes into having a good mindset at a new team. You know, same city, so he didn't have to move anywhere. I I can't. No, oh, here we go. Will it? Will did it? What does it say? You're going to have to read it off. Oh, sorry. I see, what, I see the main line. Um, so it said... It's from Arrested Development, but it's the Clippers sign Russell Westbrook. And it's uh, this couple, married couple, and it's 
Well, did it work for those people? No, it never does. I mean, these people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but it might work for us. <laughs> hey, I, that guess what? I think it might work for them. And you know why? Because this is not a situation where he's going to be the star guy, Cole, like you said. You know, he's not going to be in the star role. He's going to have a reduced role. And I think even if he is in the starting in the starting five, he's not going to be the guy that's going to be demanding the last shot, you know? Yes, he, he is. What are you talking about? Even when the no. late, he always is, every second he's on the court, he plays like he's trying to be a superstar. Are you kidding? LeBron scoring record game, Russell Westbrook was like pulling. He was trying to get bucket. LeBron wasn't on the court. Were you paying attention? LeBron was on the court for most of that game once he broke the record. Still, even when and, he was out there, Westbrook was pulling. No, man. And plus, Westbrook, man, I think he's going to play have a better role. It's going to be on Ty. Plus, you got Tyron Lue coaching him up. He's going to be, if there's anybody that can handle all that, it should be him. So. I really do think this is a good matchup for him. I really do. I think that he could be in a position to help the Clippers maintain that top, top five seed. I will say, like, just from a pure basketball standpoint, I disagree with you. I still think it's a terrible idea. I mean, it, it could – it probably won't be as bad as the Lakers, but, like, I just don't understand it. I don't feel like they needed to do it. Um, but I will say, like, just from a pure basketball standpoint, they're right they did better fit. What do you, like, I, I kind of agree they did need to do it. They who was a, they needed some guy, some point guard, some true guard to go down the court. <laughs> and he is a point well. guard. He is an experiment, and he is an experiment. And there's no losses to this. You sign him off a of free agency. Wow, that's not there's true. No, there's no true loss to this if it doesn't work out. If it doesn't work out. You go like what one and six. You still have 18, 17 games without him. You're in probably now the seven, eight seeds still in the play in, and you just. Toss them off to the streets again, off to another team. So it, it's truly not like it's going to be the end of the world for the Clippers, really. I mean, that That's could why. like mess with the chemistry, though. Like right before the playoffs, that just feels like I get what you're saying, but like that just still seems like an unnecessary risk to me. I don't know if it's a risk of chemistry, though, because Paul George wanted him there. It seems like they wanted him. Like, you know, the people understand his situation, I think, over there on the Clippers side. I think that he, I think that he's going to be in a better spot. I think I truly think that this is going to be a better outcome for him. Not to mention that he's four he's four spots at eight spots ahead of the Lakers right now in the standings. So he, he's going to be. I feel like he has a great position to maintain what he's got and not over excel. He doesn't have to overdo anything, and I think that's what Tyronn Lue is going to be telling him. You make some fair points. Um... I mean, you're optimistic. I st I just I still disagree, but you're never going to change my mind on Westbrook. I would never sign him if I was trying to win. If I was like some just awful team, I might sign him just for the fun of it. But <laughs> no, but you make some fair points there. You know, one day I hope he lands on the Nuggets. Then I hope not, <laughs> dude. That way, you eat those words so hard, and then no, you're going to be, be depressed. <laughs> I'll be like, well, the Nuggets have no chance this year. Exactly. And I'm going to be like, well, Colby, how you doing? How you feel about those that. Nuggets? Especially if they start winning, too. If they went on a winning streak, you're going to be like, you're going to be sitting there like, oh, man, I really wish this team didn't do good. I wanted us to get that top five pick. But oh, well, I guess we're going to have to settle for that mid pick like we always do. Why <laughs> we Jokic? We're not going for picks. 
Well, maybe we'll see what that two-time MVP back has to say. We'll we'll see what he has to do. It's still the all-star break. We're about to tune into more games this weekend and coming back on. But we'll see. It's it's a tough stretch. And obviously, like I said at the beginning of this, he needs to get a ring. Oh, yeah. he, or at least an appearance to the finals. Like I, I think he needs to appear at the finals. No excuses on missing the Western Conference finals for sure. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Like, they, this has to be the year they get to the finals. Like, this is going to be their best shot. It's lining up. They got to make a run. Um, they should blow it up if they uh, if they don't. No, I don't agree with that. But they <laughs> run. Like, they just signed Jokic to like a super long, massive extension. So he's not going anywhere for a while. Oh, so you're stuck with him. You're stuck with uh. Yeah, stuck stuck, with- yeah, yeah. It's real bad, real sad to be stuck with the second best player in the league. It's okay. It's okay. If only Russ had his multiple MVP. It's like if Russ had his multiple MVPs, you know, that would have been interesting. All right. We need to move on from Russ. Well, they both get triple doubles. Okay. Um, yeah. And one guy takes like 10 less shots. Well, Russ, has been to, Russ has been to one finals, hasn't he? That's it. One. Yeah, when he was but, in his prime, he had Kevin. But uh, Jokic has been to what? No, Russ was Jokic. really good in his prime. I'm not disputing that. I'm talking about. Right. No, 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 no. We're comparing. We're comparing already. So Jokic okay. been to none. Jokic been to none. Okay. Um. So they both get triple doubles. One's One been to the playoffs. Efficiently. One incredibly. One's been to the finals. Oh, don't say incredibly efficient in the playoffs, Cole. But I don't hear that much playoffs Dude, success. Jokic is the people that say there's, no, there's not much playoffs. Yes, success. he has. Can you let me talk? <laughs> Yes, you've been cutting me off. What do you mean, Greenology talk? You've been cutting me off, bro. That is a good point. I do apologize. <laughs> That's fair. Very fair. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like people say, like Jokic, like yes, he hasn't want, gone past the conference finals in the playoffs, but like the people that say he doesn't play well in the playoffs, he puts up the same kind of numbers. He just like in the last couple of years, obviously, he just hasn't had the guys around him. That's why I say I do agree with you. It's all the pressure this year. But come on, like Russ is not good anymore russ was great at one point but not anymore i wonder what's going to happen for an excuse this year for him there are no excuses i'll even say that like it's on them if they don't win it or at least get there at least get there i agree all right what other uh nba news we had going on while we were gone cold there's been a lot yeah, we got to talk about the weirdest uh, franchise in the league. Those scrappy eight-seed Atlanta Hawks, they fired uh, Nate McMillan, which like goes to show, man, was the Atlanta Hawks conference finals run. That might be the flukiest conference finals run of all time. It's like they're not very good. Um, I don't I don't think it's all Nate McMillan's fault, but, I mean, I guess I understand it. They're going to try to get Quinn Snyder, which he's a good coach, but um, – I don't know, man. Trey Young, like, he's obviously electric on offense, but he's so, so bad on defense. And he just, like, does wild stuff. So he's obviously still a really good player, but I don't know. They're just such a weird team, man. So I don't – they're kind of becoming, I feel like, slightly dysfunctional franchise because the year that they made that run, he was uh, the interim coach. And so, like, now they've gone through some coaches already. Yeah. I mean, okay, so first of all, great statement on being the weirdest team right now because, yeah, what compared to that playoff run, was it a fluke? It's definitely starting to look like that, especially with it being, what, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals right that year? 
Yeah, and the Giannis hurt hurt his knee. It looked like they might make it to the finals at one point, and then they lost. They did get eliminated in their last two games by Holiday and Lopez or and uh, Middleton. Because remember, yeah, it was like tied up, wasn't it? When Giannis probably early, if Giannis got hurt, yeah, probably early. Yeah, because I know they won the last two without Giannis. But yeah, no, sorry, continue. You're right. No, you're right. No, I was letting you go because the Hawks are just that weird of a team for me to get a grip on. That's why it's for me. It's when they fired Nate, Nate McMillan. It was just first of all, there was a meme on there already that Trey Young was probably going to be the one to pull the plug on this, and because we already heard early rumors that Trey Young wasn't happy and how he might be asking for a trade before the deadline. And then that didn't happen. He stayed, but before the All Star break finishes. Here we are. Nate McMillan's gone. They're going to be playing, I guess, tonight or tomorrow, here in the next couple of days. And who knows what they're, who's, I don't know who's their coach going to be right now. Uh, I haven't followed, but it, like you were saying with Trey Young, and then you have to incur the fact that they had DeJounte Murray and that they tried to add some spark to this team as well. We have to remember that they tried to add more fuel to this. And they're still just an eight seed. Yeah. Now, like, that was a fleecing of a trade by the Spurs. Like, Murray's a good player, but, like, it did not elevate the Hawks at all whatsoever. And they gave up a bunch no, of yeah. yeah, Spurs came out on top on that one. And hey, the Hawks are still still in the same spot they were last season. Literally, I think last season, weren't they in the same spot? In the eight, nine, ten spot? Yeah, they were the eight last year. Well, no, yeah, because I think they were the nine and they won the play-in game. If I remember correctly. Or did they lose the playing game? No, because they were in, because they played uh, Miami first round mm. and got smoked. <laughs> yeah, that was about to say, oh, that's why that went five fast. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's not, I, like I said, it's it's weird, but it, at the same time, I guess they're trying to do it to keep Trey Young happy because who knows what they're going to do with him and what's going to happen with him this offseason. Depending on how their season ends, they're already in the eight. They're in the east, so it's going to be tough for the, the east, in the, at least in the bottom part of the east. We know, we know that it's going to be more competitive down there for those spots. So it's going to be tough pickings for them, especially going through a change like that. So it's going to be interesting, Cole. What are your final thoughts on it? Yeah, I agree. It is. They are just in a weird spot. The, the like the East is so bizarre. Like I said, because it's just the top four now that the Nets are broken up, or just like so far and away above the whole rest of the conference. Like, no one else is even close, really, to those top four. And so it's just like, well, what are all these teams going to do? Do you try to be aggressive and really go for it now, or do you just be like, ah, this isn't working. Let's just start over. Um, I obviously don't think the Hawks, like, they want to try to build around Trey. But I was going to say, throw a hypothetical at you. If Trey Young does, like, demand his way out, if he does become the next star to, like, force his way out, where would you want to see him go? Oh, man. <clears throat> well, he played in Oklahoma. So Oklahoma City would probably be a solid place, I think. I, I don't know if I would. Huh? I, said, I feel like they have too many guards. Like, they already have Gideon SGA. I yeah, just... that's what I was about to say. I don't know if you wanted to jeopardize what you got going on there. That's what I was going to finish with. Um, I don't know, man. The only reason why I said OKC was because he played there for his college at Oklahoma. No, that is true. Uh, 
knowing him, he would probably want to go to a big time spot. So probably Miami. I, I hate to say teams. I mean, that's like the general team that everyone will always throw out when you run talk about players when they want to get traded or anything, you know, in the open market. But for him, you know, I feel like it'd be Miami, you know, see how that would work. Uh, he probably would want to go in the bigger spots. I don't know what's going on in New York too much. I know Jalen Brunson balling out. So I don't know if you want to risk what's going on with him, you know. Uh, then you got Brooklyn, you know, do you want to be a part of that rebuild? And, you know, the scrappy wings that they do have, you have Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. So it's not like you're going into a complete nothingness, but, you know, you got to go through that whole new identity there. And then you can go, always go to, you know, the Nuggets and, you know, just, and, you know, just try and force your way into there, be the first super, super team. With five players that are just absurd. So <laughs> that's funny. I I don't think obviously the Nuggets. I did think of both the Nets and the Knicks though would be interesting. Um, the Knicks I thought of at first, but then I was like, Nah, Bronson's too good. So I don't think the Knicks would do it. Like, and they kind of hate Trey Young in New York. Um, I agree with you totally, Miami. I could definitely see that. I was going to say, would you? You said the Nuggets. I was going to say, would you want him on the Wolves? No, that would work with. Now you don't think that would work with Ant. Not really, not with Ant. I think Ant's more, because I don't know if you've seen the recent all-star reviews that this guy likes to do with his interviews. And uh, he's not a big fan of resting players and all that. So I think seeing how Trey Young's play style, it would just piss him off even more. So I think just him throwing that, throwing him into that mix probably wouldn't work out. But maybe throw him into a team like Indiana, you know, maybe some other Midwestern team. Maybe some other Midwestern team that might work. Potentially. Yeah. No, I like that. Orlando, go play with Palo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. If you go into Orlando, that's a big risk. You're just throwing your career in the tank. Yeah, no, that's trusting a guy named Paulo who sweats out 15, I mean, 10 pounds a game. I don't know if he... <laughs> that's pretty funny. I don't know if uh, if he yeah, I doubt he would go to Orlando. I just said that. Um but it makes sense. Don't get me wrong. Orlando has young pieces. I'm like basketball-wise, it would kind of fit. Because they don't really have, yeah, like, great... Fit. That does make sense. Fultz is actually... Have been Imagine if they get Wemby, too. But, of course, you don't have them in Wemby talk, so we can't can't say that well, yet. They get Wemby still. It's not like they're great. They're still a bad team. Whoa, whoa, Colby. You said they can't. You don't want them to get Wemby. We won't I didn't let them say get they Wemby. can't. I just had them in a different tier. I said the tier was actually still about Wemby. Remember, it was a lot of bounce away. I was like, if they get lucky and get Wemby, they could be some real dangerous team. Oh, let's see if I remember correctly. I can, I can pull it up here. Serious, what's going on? I, I don't know why you had the magic in that. That's not what they were in. Look, I'll, I'll shut you right here. No, I'm just kidding. It was a lot of ball away. I'll save you the time. <laughs> you were correct on your recall. But <laughs> Colby, Colby, Colby. They're still not in the Wimby talks, like you said. So because they have they have those young pieces. So don't get me wrong. I think Trey Young would be a good piece there, but would you give up, like I said, what you got going on? Because Trey Young is a big identity. That's why I feel like you just you're taking on a lot when you get Trey Young. That is that is very true. So maybe the Wizards. Whatever we go to the Wizards, that would be disgusting. 
He could uh, be the next Beal. I was going to say wild card one to be probably down the road, but if the Harden, if it doesn't work out in the next year or two, if Embiid and Harden, the Sixers, just throw everything and go Trey and Embiid, that could be kind of wild. I don't know if it would work, but it would be high upside. Yeah, it would be something. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I don't know if Embiid will be there in the next couple of seasons, though. Personally, he might be. We'll see how this season goes. Let's go season by season when we talk about Embiid in my mind. I'd like to... Actually, yeah, I was about to say it's kind of interesting when you think about it, you know, like he's been knocking on the door for so long. If he, he, knows went, when like, if he went to Dallas with Luca, they would be like unstoppable without the investment. Yeah, that's see, that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine trading spots for him that that would be that would be absurd, you know. And like you just said, Luca with him would be way better than Luca with AD. Which is what many people would are starting to pitch lately, which I don't like for some reason, because of the Kyrie whole situation. But yeah, this uh, that's those are what some of the teams that are going on there in the NBA. Anything else? I think that's all the big news, other than like I said, just the games are back on tonight. Uh, but nothing too crazy going on right now. The Nuggets and Cavs are in a dog fight, ninety two ninety one right now. Oh, oh snap! But, oh, the Cavs, man, Cavs. Cavs are very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's do a quick standings check. I don't know how much time we got left in this meeting, but yeah, we got about four and a half minutes. That's plenty of time. All right, let's get for a standings run real fast. So yeah, recap of where things stand. So the East, you got Boston one, Milwaukee only a half back. Milwaukee's on a twelve-game winning streak, but they're gonna have Giannis out at least a few games. It doesn't sound like it's too serious, but probably gonna miss the next game or two. Um, and then you have Philly three games back of the one seed there in third. Cavs are fourth, two games back of them. The Nets still clinging to the fifth seed uh, by two games over the Knicks, the, who are the sixth seed. Nick battled New York there for the five seed. Then you got Miami half game back as seven. And then there's kind of another tier. So the East is kind of tiered perfectly. You got Boston, you got the top four. Then you got Brooklyn, New York, Miami. They're like their own safe playoff tier. And then you got the gross plan teams, Atlanta, eight, Washington, half game back at nine, Toronto, another game back at 10, Bulls, two games back of 10th and 11th, Pacers, half game back of them, Magic, a couple games back, not very good, Hornets, Pistons. Um, I Four guess games back, Kobe, what do you mean? Remember, they're not the Wemby talks, they're still in it. I'm looking at the same screen. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. And then the West, you got Denver, one, five games over Memphis, who's still the two. Kings still – oh, the Kings could lose their three seed, which would be sad. I hope they hold on to it. Obviously, we support the Kings on this podcast. Uh, tough. Then you got Clips, Suns, Mavs, and then you got Pelicans, Wolves, Warriors, Thunder, Jazz, Blazers, Lakers, and then the tanking Texas teams. And the tanking Texas teams. <laughs> Well, Colby, <clears throat> this is the perfect time for the Wolves, I think, to give themselves a distance from all I, these other teams. I agree with that. I like I like the Wolves more than a couple of these teams. I think I think I like the Wolves probably more than most people. We've been playing pretty consistent. I I, I like our chances, but don't get me don't get it twisted. Uh, you always have to be a threat. The Warriors are always a threat. Thunder have been playing good too, and. Who knows what's going on with the Pelicans, right? So, yeah, who knows? I, and Kyrie and the Mavs, we said it. It was still a struggle. It's a struggle of a fit. 
So we said it. it uh, we said it was, it was going to be, I don't know, I don't know who was the guy that said it was going to be like Melo and AI, but <laughs> who knows? I don't know where that guy is, but he, he deserves some credit. That's facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I don't know. The West is just like so bizarre. It's so close. It's crazy. Um, I know. Look at that. Twenty. What was that for the Blazers? How many wins? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Thirty. Twenty-eight, and the Lakers are at twenty-seven. And yeah. just to get into the play-in, you just need twenty-eight, or no, a better record than the Thunder. The Thunder. So I guess two games up the Lakers right now. Oh yeah, and remember the Thunder beat the Lakers too. So. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, man. NBA is going to be interesting. It is. Can I get one quick take out of you in this last minute here? Rapid fire. Yeah, what you got? got? It's a take we've done before, but I just obviously am so interested. Um, Out of the bottom four teams that are real, real tanking, if the lotto odds hold and one of them is going to get Webb and Yama, which of the four would you want them to go to? Hornets, Pistons, Spurs, Rockets, out of those four. If it had to be one of them. Spurs, Rockets, give me the fifth option, the Lakers. I want the Lakers. No, it has to be one of the four. That's the question. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) I've been saying I like the Rockets a lot. Um, Obviously, I think it's too late for him to enjoy the pop hype. I would despise him if he landed on the Hornets. So give me the Pistons or Rockets. I I really like those two the most. I agree. I would say Pistons just because of Cade, but Rockets would also be good. So, yeah, and uh, don't get a twist to call. Obviously, the Apollo one is a great, great landing spot for him as well hit there in Orlando. All right, Jalen. So now we're going to finish up as we get into some NFL, and then we'll end with my QB rankings. going to be postseason QB rankings. We'll do it again, both of us, before the season starts, obviously. But thought it would be fun exercise. So, yeah, how has it been? It's ton of NFL news. Um, we didn't talk about the enemy, right? So the, that happens. I don't think so. I don't think we really touched up on the enemy, especially how there's been a lot, a little bit of social media drama around him these yeah. last few. Yeah. So he went to the, uh, he went to the Commanders, which is so weird. It sucks that he has to do that. I guess he really just thinks that's the only way he'll get a head coaching job. Um, I don't know. It's crazy that no one's taking a chance on him. I mean, I guess there are reasons. Obviously. It's like there's also the race racial component, which is just effed up. But like it is just bizarre at this point. Um, so that's just insane. Like it's obviously that's a massive downgrade. He's going from no disrespect, but he's going from Mahomes to Sam Howell. Like and that, and that's coming. Like I think Sam Howell has some stuff a little bit, but like come on. <laughs> The move is definitely lateral. I I feel and I'm a, and I, but I'm a, I feel like it gets a bigger role because there's that assistant coach tag on there, which some people have been raising some eyebrows towards. You know, like huh, like assistant coach but not head coach. You know, so that that's one of the things that people are pointing towards. But in my opinion, I think he just needs to do this stunt for like what one season, if two seasons maybe. I feel like just one season, though, of a prove-it season, you know, and he might get the job somewhere else, most likely, because it's just an assistant coach. And if he, who knows what what he's going to – how well he does next season. Let's say we're talking about the commanders being a 10-win team with a top 
12 offense. <laughs> yeah, at that point, what's going to happen? Like, where is he going to go at that point, right? Is Are they going to toss Ron Rivera to the side? Are they going to give him a co-coaching title or some BS like that? And they're going to have two uh, racial coaches, you know, minority coaches coaching the team, both underneath the title oh. of co- co-coach. Oh, wow. Yeah, then guess what team would that be for? The Washington Commanders, folks. So, no. <laughs> I don't think I've that, heard that. That's, I think that's the first time anyone's put that out there. But that is that is Commander. If anyone would do it, you have a point there. I will, I do agree with you, though. Like, the other thing, like, they're also about to go through an ownership change. So who knows what's going to happen, like, when they if they eventually do get a new owner. Like, obviously, any anyone would have to be better than Dan Snyder, realistically. You could pick a random guy off the street, and you would have at least, like, a 60% chance of being a better owner than Dan Snyder, I feel like. But either way, it's still, like, you don't know. what The new owner might, even if Ron Rivera, like, even if they have a good year, he might be like, oh, I wanted to hire my own people, start over. Maybe he loves the enemy. And, like, I, I do agree with you. I could see them being, like, if the enemy just has the offense clicking, would they just, like, bump Rivera? Like four BNB? Yeah. Where would Rivera land? Would he would it be one of those situations where he they bump him or would he go get promoted to like GM or something like that? You know, like throw him in the office. See that that is ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, because that's what they did with Bruce Arians. You're right. I could see that. Yeah. So who knows? I and mean, that's the B enemy like you said, Cole, great thing you brought in the elite quarterback Sam Al. Can't wait to see his appearance on your list. Um, don't worry, you won't have to wait very long. <laughs> oh, very disappointed in hearing that, unless you're starting from the top to the bottom. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll be realistic, but we'll get to it. We'll see how realistic it is if Matt Sam Howell's not on the top 10 of your list. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say, really, on the enemy, though, because they he's coming in with Sam Howell, a guy that we only seen him play like what one game and a half maybe i think it was so it's gonna be uh, gonna be very interesting with the nfl and all that we mentioned this earlier today aaron Rodgers finally steps out of the darkness colby uh teams free agency tags have been lifted two days ago lamar jackson still haven't heard a peep out of what's going on there hasn't been any good signs still like we said before, it's Thursday, and every week that goes by, the news gets worse and worse. And this time, though, folks, we don't have Christian to react to it and defend Lamar Jackson. So, Colby, what are your thoughts on Lamar and what his situation is looking like? I mean, I just feel like we're going to be doing this for, like, the next year. I've, I feel pretty confident that by, like, whenever we're doing this in, like, August, we'll still be talking about this, I have a feeling, like... I don't know. Well, I do agree that, like, it seems like they're not going to get a long-term deal done. Like, if they haven't already, like, they've been negotiating for over a year. Like, it's been a year and a half. If they tag him, then, like, which I think they will, who knows? But then it comes down to what kind of tag are they going to use, Colby? Are they going to use the exclusive, the non-exclusive? Are they going to let teams compete for Lamar and settle for no, two no. first-round Exclusive, of course. Of course would be exclusive. The forty four, the what is it like thirty eight million for a quarterback? Forty five million. That'll and be- if you tag them again, it's fifty five million. That is great. It makes sense though. I so, mean, 
I think they're going to tag him. Be doing this for another year. That's my prediction. Yeah. And if you tag him for forty-five million, also, people are saying that he doesn't actually have to sign the tag or or show up until like week one, like literally, like when training camp happens or something like that, and like literally preseason snaps. So this guy can literally pull a last-second jiffy on them, which I don't think Lamar will do, folks. I, I'm one of those guys that think if he gets tagged, he might just be like, whatever. I don't know if he will sign it right away. He might be like, like I said, depending on the tag, it might just be one of those things where he might could be one of those guys where he gets onto the QB carousel call. And I know you're trying to ignore it, but he could be going around and, hey, I know you're trying to put your team into that dark, dismal place. But I think, like we were saying earlier, it could be the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens could be the ones that are heading into a dark, dark future. If oh. – uh, if they don't get this thing figured out, we we've been saying it probably since week four, maybe even before that. That if the Ravens don't figure this out, they're especially after how this actually probably more like week fourteen because that's when the Steelers finally got their act together. So once we started got reassured that the Steelers got their grip on life, that's when we're like, okay, the Ravens are in serious trouble. <laughs> that's when we were. Can do you agree with me on that? Oh, hundred percent. I totally agree with you. I would even say that I. I still think they are even in some trouble if they do sign him long-term. Like, I'm still not, like, that worried about him. No disrespect. I mean, they'll be obviously in contention a good team. They'll probably beat us some. We'll beat them some, us being the Steelers. But, yeah, especially if Deshaun Watson can play, which we'll talk about him. He was very difficult for me to rank. Um, If he goes back to his old ways, then, yeah, they're in real trouble. Um, Like I said, I still think Pittsburgh is in a better spot, even if they have Lamar than the Ravens because I feel like the Steelers have more a lot of more pieces on the roster that I like than being honest. The Ravens have some very good players on defense and but like the weapons, like they can't draft receivers very well. And like the Steelers are very good at drafting receivers. Like Yeah. And Kenny Pickett makes no money. Start cheap. Yeah, right now Kenny Pickett's on has no money, so the Steelers will be loading up here soon. What I don't know what your cap space lo- situation is, but uh, one of these seasons coming up, it's going to be, let's go all in on this kid because we don't have to pay him. Well, yeah, I was going to say the only other football thing I had to mention, I can just throw it in here, was that the Titans rebuilding cut a bunch of guys to get under the cap. They cut Taylor Lewan. Like, I would steal it. Like, obviously, I'd still prefer they draft a tackle in the first round if they can. But there's a chance that by their pick, the top tackles are all gone. And so, like, I would love for them to sign Taylor Luan. And then, like, it's not as pressing of a need. Like, I think that would be a great fit. Like, it's if he can still play a little bit, like, he was good the last time. I mean, he just had injuries. It's the only thing. But he's older. I would love that. Yeah, it could be a solid move, but maybe – I don't know, Cole, maybe you want to try and maybe test your luck. You got a fresh quarterback, give him a fresh young guy to, you know, build that relationship with and take that risk. You know, maybe maybe it could work. Imagine that relationship, you know, having a QB and a star offensive lineman to have that relationship with and trust. No, I totally agree with that. You're right. Like I like I said, if they can get one of and then we'll have so much more time to talk draft in the coming months. But if they can oh, get what do you mean? We got next week's the combine. Yeah, that's right. That's facts. Yeah. Like, like, life comes at you fast in the NFL world, in the sports world. That's sadly, we, we can't, we got, it's strong. It's hard for us. Like, like I said, we took one day off and <laughs> I, I got reminded that the combine is next week. And I was like, oh, snap, watching the Rich Eisen show because he's going to it. So I was like, oh, snap. 
<laughs> I'm going to have to like really edge up on my draft knowledge because that is literally right around the corner. So yeah. we'll we got, we luckily don't have to talk about that until after the combine usually, right? Yeah, we'll get into it. I mean, I do love, you know, I am a huge draft nerd, so I'm always down to talk about it. But Oh, yeah. That's why I said I have to brush up on it. I know. I know. <laughs> but, yeah. So, like, no, yeah, I agree. It's going to be a going to be good offseason. But, yeah, I do think if they can get one of, like, the top three tackles in the draft, because there's three that I think will all be pretty good. And there's others that could be good, but they're not – I don't like them as much. If they can get one of the top three, like, at 17, then that would be – the best case scenario i think but i think there's a chance that like by the time the steelers pick like eh, like you could still take some of these tackles but you don't you're not as sure about them as the top guys yeah um i know there's for me personally the main nfl news has been Carr and rogers yeah their car being on the other side of this qb carousel obviously Having his trip to New York and being said that he could be a Hall of Fame quarterback there, Colby, if he wins a Super Bowl. I know you were rooting for his success over the, if we were to go somewhere. So what are your thoughts on that? I am rooting for Derek Carr's success. I wouldn't hate I, – I mean, I would totally get why I would go to the Jets. Like, I would still like that. I think that would be a slam dunk for them. Um, I still think the only – like, I just feel like he would have a better chance to really do something than NFC. But, like, he's obviously – like, he's a competitor. So realistically, I don't know how much he's going to be like, oh, it's an easy division, NFC South, like, to be honest. And, like, the Jets do have great weapons and a great defense. So I think that would be a slam dunk. He obviously wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But, <laughs> like, I do think they'll be, like, in the playoffs with Derek Carr. Like, they have real pe- – they almost made the playoffs this year. And they had, like, literally they, – they showed on uh, their first things first the other day. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, the three lowest rated quarterbacks in the NFL were their three starters. <laughs> yeah, I saw that graphic. I did see that graphic. That was a crazy graphic. So I was thinking, oh, it has to be because he was like, oh, it's going to be, don't put up Mac Jones, yada, yada, yada. And uh, it was the three three Jets quarterbacks. And I was like, oh, damn, that's that's a glaring, glaring issue. You know, like I thought it, I knew it was bad, but that that just shows it was that bad. You know, like it's literally saying almost anything could be better you know Facts. plus you know cole but i just want to say brock purdy you're getting a little lucky uh, unlucky well i know you your love-hate relationships going south lately hate. hope you sent your flowers i hope you sent no your flowers hate. i said love hate there's love in there okay. so yeah, that's why i'm saying i hope you sent your flowers to him because he still hasn't had his surgery yet and everything because he's still inflamed elbow. So, and not to mention that there's a huge carousel of quarterbacks going on here, Cole. We still need to figure out what's going on with Geno because remember, the tag just got activated. Usually, you don't see tags on quarterbacks, they said, because remember, the only quarterbacks that have been tagged, it's more of a Washington thing, apparently. Kirk Cousins uh, was one of them. And I think, what was it? RG3 was the other or something like that. So, there's it, was- Washington. Dak Prescott was one. So, yeah. You don't generally see it, but you got, we still have to see Geno Smith, Jimmy Garoppolo. We're waiting for Aaron Rodgers because he just got out of the darkness, like we barely touched on. Uh, There's not much really going on there. We just, I still think he's going to be back at Green Bay, but there's been people saying they are tired of him. There's been, I don't know what's going on there, but I don't know if that's true. Maybe they're just tired of all the antics and him being on Pat McAfee's show or something. But 
That's just one thing. There's what else? Houston. What's going on with Justin Fields? You know, the Bears, are they going to, how much are they going to talk up this first number one overall pick hold? To what extent are they going to bash Justin Fields down? Or are they accidentally going to pull the plug and rip out some Bears Hearts fans? I don't think they even have to talk about it that much, to be honest with you. I don't think they'll do that much. Like, people are going to want it anyways. They might do a little, probably do a little, just to like, oh, like maybe they maybe they will pick. But I think people realistically know that they're not going to do it. Like, there's no way. That would be the dumbest thing ever. And like, they definitely will have a market for the number one pick. It may be not crazy, because I'm sure like a lot of the teams probably have different rankings on the quarterbacks. But you also don't know. So, like, if there's someone's going to love one of these quarterbacks that go up to get it. Like, yeah. so I think there's, like, no chance that they don't trade the pick, to be honest with you. It feels like I don't think they even have to, to bang on fields too much. But that is pretty much all that I got because Kirk Cousins, he's getting a Netflix documentary coming out or something like that, Netflix special. So Yeah, it's all spectrums of quarterbacks. They go from Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, slightly above the middle, and then Mariota, terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. I was wondering why they had that right. Honestly, I was trying to figure out a breakdown of it. I was like, wow, Mariota kind of struggled this year. And then I was like, man. Kirk Cousins had a pretty above average year for himself. And notice how I said average, like you said. And uh, then you said Mahomes. And then, but if you look at the pictures, it was like all of them having family pictures in a Mariota's just in front of the, you know, the press conference stand and everything. And I'm like, man, it's going to be so cheesy to watch Kirk Cousins in that Netflix special about his home life. (laughs) Because hearing him on like part of my take and, all these other shows that he goes on, he just has such this like dad vibe. So it's just going to be so cringeworthy watching if I ever decide to watch it because it is on Netflix and your boy doesn't buy streaming services. And Pat Mahomes' families can be on there too. You got to imagine a little bit. So you got to prepare for that as well. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the Mar- honestly, the most interesting one to me was Mariota. Like when I thought about it, it was probably Mariota. I don't really but- know too much about Mariota. Exactly. That's why I was like, I, that was the one. That's why I was like, oh, wow, Mariota's on here. That's pretty cool. Working. He was one of the, I do, I will say, he's one of the, I was totally wrong on Mariota. I thought he was going to be a star. He's one of the best college quarterbacks I've ever seen. He was so good at college. Well, <laughs> that's why we don't watch college cold, or at least I don't believe in it because I remember I was sitting there watching the game with you. It was Iowa State versus okay. Iowa. <laughs> And you and I were like, I was like, Colby, I was like, Colby, this Brock Purdy guy is pretty special. And you were like, not this season, he's not. You were like, not this season, he's not. not I guarantee season. that never happened. You were making that up. <laughs> I 100% guarantee that was not a real conversation that we had. Like, we, were talking about, we were talking about those clones and the Hawkeyes. I can replay that. I was like, like, I don't recall you ever saying this Brock Purdy guy is pretty special. I don't remember that ever happened. I definitely think I at least asked you a question about the state of your clones when they played the Hawks. Well, yeah, guys. They had some great, yeah. great moments with Purdy. He's the GOAT Cyclone quarterback. That's undisputable. Really? Oh, yeah. He's the GOAT now, huh? Of Iowa State? Not in the not in you the see what I mean, folks, man? See what I mean? This love-hate relationship he has with him. Well, we'll get to him one more time. Don't you worry. Don't worry. All right, Cole. Well, while we get to him, let's go ahead and spin that wheel. 
We got Colby's QB power rankings. I think I'm going to be really excited for this. I'm coming in. I didn't have anything really ready to go for this one, surprisingly. I thought it would be more interesting if I just uh, let you fire them off and let me react to them instead because I've done some power rankings a lot this last season. So I'm going to let you hand off the torch and let me rest up my power ranking senses for once. All right. Last thing I'm going to say, one piece of news we don't even have to talk about, but kind of just a weird thing. Uh, The Broncos hired Davis Webb, who was – started a game like week 17 for the Giants or playing that game. He, I guess, is retiring because they hired him to be the QB coach for Russell Wilson. He's literally just playing, and now he's the QB coach. That's kind of cool. I respect yeah. you, Peyton. Kind of out, it's different. That's um, a that's gonna be a different approach. All right, all right, Ross, you're gonna have to listen to this guy over here. It's Davis. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Russ? Well, you know, I don't have the rings, but I got the spirit. So come on over here. <laughs> come on down. Let's learn. Some, let's learn why you think this Sean Payton. Russ is just going to look at Sean Payton like, I have to listen to him. I have to, he's six. I saw he's like uh, six years younger than Russ. <laughs> he's coaching him. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> All right. So with these QB rankings, we'll get, get a few laundry keeping notes before we start them. So I obviously, I did not include the rookies, obviously, because they're not on a team yet. When we do this before the year, they will be included, whatever teams they're on. So, because okay. like realistically, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Levis, like would probably be above like these bottom couple. Um, and then not all the backups made it in it. Some of these guys in these rankings, I just did 32, um, 32 names. Not all of these guys will be starters, I can guarantee you, as far as the bottom couple. I don't feel like we're confidently, till we get to about like 25, 24, I'm confident of the starters. Like, well, some of these guys at the bottom, actually, but you'll see. So I'm going to start in groups of five or kind of vary just by, like, guys I kind of think about in the same uh, note, if you're ready. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's get it. This was very difficult. It was pretty easy at the top, pretty easy at the bottom, but middle was tough. So I got the bottom. 32, I have Andy Dalton, you know. 31, I put Matt Ryan. I don't even know if he's going to be in the league next year, but he did start a bunch of games. He declined horribly. Um, I don't think there's any chance he's probably a starter, but I just put him on here. Uh, first guy who actually is going to be a starter, your boy Sam Howell, number 30. I like Sam Howell. Like, obviously, he played good that last game against the Cowboys, but it's one game. He's literally played one game. And he did fall to the fifth round for a reason. He does have a cannon. So I have him to 30. 29, I have Jordan Love. I know that might be spicy, but I do think he's probably going to be the starter. And, like, realistically, he's had a game, what, two games that he started? One, he was pretty bad, that he wasn't great. He played good in the relief against the Eagles. But he still had a, was a first-round grade coming out as a prospect. And, like, we still haven't really seen him. So I put him above Hal. Uh, and then 28, I have Desmond Ritter, our boy. Believe he's better than all those guys. He'll confident he'll be a starter. I maybe I should maybe put him one higher right above my Sam Darnold just because Sam Darnold's played so much more football. So I had to put him above um, and Sam Darnold played OK down the stretch. I don't know if he'll he'll even be the starter for the Panthers, but he did play all right in some of those games. So that's like the bottom level tier. You know, Cole, go beat yourself up on the Sam Darnold one. At first, I was a little offended, but that reason behind him having a little bit more experience and he did turn up a little bit in the end. Desmond Ritter did get the win against Brady. You know, he did get that win. 
even though Brady did pull out in the last half, but you know, still win is a win. And beating the Bucks, you know, that was something that they definitely deserved, and because that was still part of their revenge tour, I hope. So, but for Sam Howell to be at thirty is atrocious, Colby. You would have him above who? Jordan Love, you can make a case. Yeah, that's fine. You can put him above Jordan Love. I went back and forth on that one. <laughs> really? I'm going to put him above all of the above. Above Ritter? Are you kidding? Yeah. Above our yes. boy? Are you abandoning the Desmond Ritter bandwagon before it there even... There is no abandonment. There is no abandonment, Colby, when you see star talent like you see in Sam Howell. That one game, and you get Eric Bieniemy now. As your coordinator, you have to remember, he's going to have a good coordinator. We were talking about a guy that's, we were questioning why he's even here, you know. Well, guess what? We were just saying how he could be a potential head coach soon in some weird situation in weird Washington. Well, guess what's weird? Sam Howe. Sam Howe would be awesomely weird for them to be successful. And I think it would be, I think he's going to take a good leap next season. I'm not saying I'm jumping off the Desmond Ritter hype. But I'm just saying Sam Howell definitely raised some eyebrows, especially mine on that last game. I mean, you do make some good points, and I do agree with you that Howell could really, if with the enemy, and they do have they do have good weapons. So, like, he could, like, if he actually has it, like, he, he could take a big step forward. I mean, but I just liked Ritter much more coming out. And uh, Ritter's played, like, four games. It's a slightly larger sample size. He was bad in, like, the first one. But he did get better as they went on. And like that's something to me. Like I like that he improved every game. I every game I watched him, he was better. He was never great, obviously, but he's a rookie. Like every game, he got better. So I still like Ritter more. You do make some nice points for Sam Howell, but I still like Ritter more. Yeah, yeah. Keep going, keep going. That was my only case, though. All right. So now we're getting into guys who are a little bit better. This territory uh, has some guys who are just difficult to rank for an obvious reason. Um, so we'll go up to 23. This will be a short tier. So I have 26. I have Trey Lance. He's going to be starting this year, I think, probably, at least at some point, or he's going to have a chance to. He was still a high draft talent. I know you always think he sucks. And he hasn't been great when he's been out there, but he's barely played. He's still going to get a chance. Right above him, I have 25. Pretty low point for him. Jimmy G. Um, the whole Brock Purdy elevating their offense by a lot and clearly being better than Jimmy G thing was not great for him. So Jimmy G twenty five, I, I he's going to be a starter somewhere, I'm sure, but I'm not too big of a believer in Jimmy G, and he's got the constant injury concern. Twenty four Ryan Tannehill, I'm I'm over Ryan Tannehill at this point. His best days are behind him. He had some nice nice moments, you know. He played a lot of started a lot of games, got a nice little career credit to him. He's uh, I think the Titans will probably try to move off him if they can. Um, don't know if they'll be able to draft a quarterback. I doubt they're going to run with Malik Willis because he's just so bad. They didn't even want to let him throw. I don't know what the Titans do, so I kept Tannehill on here. Malik Willis not on the list, obviously, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. And 23 at the top of this tier, I have Brock Purdy. Um, ahead of his other two Niner quarterbacks because I do think he was the best. And he obviously was great till he hurt his elbow. Um, I, so I am a believer that like Brock Purdy, if he's healthy, like very good chance he'll be their starter. I think Trey Lance also has a very good chance, and it'll probably be Trey Lance, but like I don't think you've seen the last of Brock Purdy. We'll see. He hasn't had surgery yet, which is kind of weird. We'll see what happens with his elbow. That is a concern. but um, So I couldn't put him any higher than that, but I got him 23, which I feel like is a decent level of respect. 
no. Um, yes, yeah. I, I, I don't know. We got to see how these all unfold, Colby. I got to see how these all unfold. Right now, the first note I have is a crime. And it is that he is right here. It's a crime. He, and you have to remember, he made it to the NFC Conference Championship, Colby. He went undefeated in the regular season in his starts. It is would be a crime. But your reasonings have been solid so far. So it's hard for me to argue. That's why I was like, eh. kind of hard for me to pick and nick at this one. Trey Lance, though. I know you gave him a brief yeah. minute. Yeah, I know you gave him <laughs> the landing spot. There was a reason why you gave Sam Darnold the cutoff. You gave him a minute. You gave me a minute to breathe and make sure I don't bash Trey Lance into that cutoff zone. But he deserves to be in that cutoff zone. Come on, come on. It's like it's not a. It's, he's right there with him. He's slightly above him. I just think he has more upside. I think he has the same upside as Sam Howell or Jordan Love. I think he's in the same boat as those three. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too biased towards draft evaluation because I love the draft so much. But he was they traded up to the third pick in the draft to get him for a reason. It's not like he was some scrub. Obviously he didn't play a lot, but like he has much more he's much more physically gifted than all those guys below him. But you are right, he's very raw and he's it's not been great in the brief moments. Yeah, and Colby, an argument to your whole draft analysis, Brock Purdy, you know, being that's true. Should have obviously yeah. <laughs> will always be my he'll always be the bane to your argument for a little bit. But yeah. at this moment, not at the moment. We'll see who's above him for me to argue to be higher. Yeah. The last thing on Brock Purdy, like part of the reason, and we've talked about this as we've gone through our love-hate relationship, like going into his last year at Iowa State, like I thought he could have been like a first round pick. Like, I thought he had a potential to, or at least, like, an early draft pick. Like, I fully believed in him, like, that he could be, like, a, an NFL quarterback from what I'd seen. And his last year was just so bad <laughs> that he became, like, that he obviously was the last player picked. That's why I kind of, like, had no faith no faith in him being good at the NFL at first. It's just because of how bad his last year at Iowa State was compared to the rest. But. Either way, you're right. You had reason for concern, Cole. Yeah. Don't get me twisted. I know you had reason for concern. Yeah. So, and also, all right, so as we get back to the rankings, the only reason – oh, we got 10 minutes. We'll, we'll have to do one more probably. The only reason I had – I couldn't put Brock Purdy any higher because at this point on the list, everyone else from here on out I know for a fact will be starting next year. Like every other quarterback on this list, I 100% guarantee will be the starter if they're healthy. Um, even if there is a weird trade, they will start for someone. Okay. 22. So we'll go up to we'll go up to 18 here or 19. 22, Russell Wilson. What a fall from grace. That was an awful year. I do think Sean Payton's going to have him improve a little bit. You could argue this is too low because of everything he's done in his career, but I just can't unsee how horrible he was. Um, and he's getting older. He's a massive contract. So I have him 22. 21, Mac Jones. Wasn't a great year, obviously, but I still think he's going to be their guy. He's like... To be fair, he had really bad offensive coaching. So I think Mac Jones could have, should improve this year. Uh, 20, my guy, Kenny Pickett. Um, I think he's going to be better than Mac Jones, even though Mac's done more to this point. I obviously, we've talked so much Kenny Pickett on this podcast, so I don't have to get into it. But we'll see your thoughts on it. I think that was a fair place to have him, though. 19, I have Geno. I know he was just in the Pro Bowl and he had this great year, but I need to see it again. He's a free agent. I think he'll be back with the Seahawks, almost 100% guarantee whether there's a young guy behind him or not. Um, 
but he's in his thirties. Like it's one magical, incredible year. I, I need, I'm sorry. Like you could argue, you can definitely make the case that I should have him higher, but I just need to see it again. So that's why he's only 19. And I can definitely make the case that Brock Purdy definitely deserves to be above every single quarterback that you listed out there. Okay, but we don't know if Brock Purdy's even going to be the starter for his team. Next season, that is true. But we're working with our season sample sizes. And you said it, Colby. I'm, I'm surprised, though. Here's where I'm, here's where I'm surprised about. I like where Russell Wilson is. I think Mac Jones, If we've got, I feel like he deserves a little more credit than what you gave him. All right, he's getting a new offensive coordinator. He's getting a Bill O'Brien. Like, if we're talking about next season now, let's go ahead and bring up your next season topic. We'll go ahead and toss Brock Purdy to the streets. Let's talk about Mac Jones and being uh being ranked below Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada. I mean, I maybe I don't know if I need to break that, but I'm just saying there's more upside for Mac Jones right now to take that leap with Bill O'Brien. I think. I do think Mac Jones would be better. I you can make a case I have Mac Jones too low, but I couldn't. I just like Pickett better because honestly, to the biggest well, other than the bias, the biggest reason outside of my huge personal bias that I like Pickett better is just the athleticism. I think it just makes Pickett like the mobility makes him more viable. I think like Mac Jones just can't really move. It's the only reason. But I do think he'll have a nice year this year. Like I do kind of believe the Patriots would be better, and I do believe you you could be right to have Mac too low. I think Mac, I fully expect Mac and Kenny should be above Gino by next year. I would. Think. I agree with that. I agree with that statement because I also agree with you putting Gino this low. I think if the way after I talked about all three of these guys, I think he might be end up being the lowest out of all four of these guys that you just mentioned. I think he'll be even lower than Russ because I think we both see the resurgence that'll be coming from the aid of the coaching staff from Sean Payton. So. Or he might just be exposed even more. So we'll find out. But I am also uh, – I got to see it for another run because I don't believe in it right now. All right. I'm glad you're with me on that. Okay. So this was the most difficult part of these rankings by far. And this is the stretch from 10 to 18. I had a very difficult time sorting these guys. You could probably make a case that any of these guys should be the complete opposite of where they are in this group. You could make the case that the guy at 18 should be 11 or 10, to be honest. Like – they're all very close. They all have their pros and cons. Um, they're, I'll tell you, explain why I had them ranked as I go in about six minutes here. So this will be a little longer one. You can stop me if you think one is outlandish. All right, so mm-hmm. 18, I have Tua. He would be higher, but just the concussions and the injuries, man. Like, I couldn't put him any higher because of that. Um, he obviously had a great year when he was healthy, but I can't unsee that. He was not great prior to this year. I've never been a huge Tua guy, although I admitted he was awesome this year before he got hurt. But the injuries or concerns are too much for me, so I couldn't put him any higher. 17, I have Kyler. I know he's not great in the locker room, and I know he just blew out his knee, and this last year was horrible. I had him in the top 10 last year. But I still couldn't put him any lower just because I feel like his what he has done in the past and his upside is still very impressive. And so I had to at least give him something for that. But right above him, which would have been out, I would have never believed you if you would have told me last year that I'd have this guy above him, but Daniel Jones, 16, Daniel Jones was a pro. I still think Daniel Jones has a lot of potential with Dayball Now, if they get him some weapons, I think he could really cook next year. I almost put him even higher. I debated him put him, putting him above your guy for 45 million. No, not for 45 million. That's way too much. Like 30, <laughs> some 35 million. Sure. 45. No, <laughs> that's going to throw that sidebar out there. 
Yeah, no, that I forgot about that. That is crazy. I think he'll probably get the tag. All right. Um, let me keep going. You have any complaints with any? Going, going, no complaints. No complaints. All right, almost your guy. 15, Derek Carr. Down a bit from last year. It was kind of a rocky year, but I'm still a full believer in Derek Carr. And I think he's in a great situation to have a huge bounce back on a new team. He's never he's had awful defenses his whole career. Um, so I'm still a Derek Carr believer. So I have him 15, 14, right about where I think he belongs. I have your guy, Kirk Cousins. I think there are people out there who wouldn't have him this high. I think this is fair. Um, you'll understand why I have the guys above him. I think all of them. Um, he's still very consistent. You know what you're getting. He's consistent, accurate. He can win you a lot of games with weapons. He's never going to come through with the big moments, probably. But he was pretty good in that playoff game, other than the short throw. You're right, that was obviously on the defense. So I think this is a good spot for Kirk. I have him at 14. I'm curious. I'm a little curious, honestly. I don't like where he's grouped in. I don't like the group that he's in. Um, is it the top? Keep going. Though. Okay. Keep going. No, keep right. going. Put 13 to 10. Actually, the more I think about it, you might 13 think... 13 to 11. 13 to 11, I guess. I'll go to 10. You might think that some of these next two are disrespectful. All right, yeah. 13... Uh, I was about to say, I, I'm a little disrespected, I think. 13, I think you have to give me... If this is fair. I have Deshaun Watson. Because, obviously, it was bad... Come on. <laughs> okay, okay. It was bad this year in the short sample size. He's obviously not a good person. Um, And he, has, he had a two-year stretch of not playing. But there is still like part of me that believes he could absolutely with a full season, another full off season, like having not now it's been less than two years since he's played. I still, you can argue this is too high. I told you it was so hard to rank, but I still have to, the how good he was with the Texans has to count for something. He was far better than Kirk Cousins has ever been at one point. And so like, I had to count that for something. I am at 13. The next one's probably going to make you even more mad. <laughs> Keep going, then. Well, this is probably too high, but I'm I'm a projector, and I'm very optimistic. 12, I have Justin Fields. I know he's never won anything. He's had accuracy concerns. This is probably way too high. I debated putting him a lot lower, but the upside is just so, so high. He can do things that no one else can do. He has a cannon arm, and I think he's had – he also – I am also not a QB wins guy. He had a horrendous team around him. He had a bad line, and no his weapons were not good. Yes, this is probably too high, I know, but the upside is just too high for me. So I put him at 12. I think he could – I still think he could, is a special player, even though it hasn't been always pretty. And I don't think any of those guys below him, no disrespect, or have are special. Keep going. You're good. All right, and then I got a minute and a half here. I'll set up the new meeting. Um, all right, 11 and 10 make sense. 11, I have Dak. Um, he had a great – he had a pretty good year this year other than the picks. Um, him and Kirk, we obviously say they're neck and neck. The playoff game against Tampa impressed me a lot. That's the reason he moved – because I said going into the year, I think I said I would rather have Kirk. But, like, this – like, I just think the upside is a little, little bit higher with Dak. Like, that was a better – that was the best game I've ever seen him play in the wild card game. That's better than I've ever seen Kirk play. No disrespect. Um, and then 10, I have Jared Goff. Jared Goff was awesome this year, and he made a Super Bowl. And that's got to count for something. All right, Cole. So that was pretty solid. I'm not going to get it twisted. That the Goff finishing <laughs> off your top 10 does kind of simmer the flames a little bit. 
But yeah, I have to remember Kirk Cousins is the winner of this NFC North division. Golf is more than everyone else on the list, is why. Like the more I thought about it, like he honestly has a better career resume than any of them. Except maybe Watson. And I want to just throw this out there. He pro outside probably golf. He probably has a high, also a high second year ceiling with his coordinator as well. Like you have to remember, he's going into year two with his guys and his coaching staff, and he did really well this season with this group. So who knows what he can do next season? Oh, I we expect that he does better next season. So I feel like I feel like just because the expectations that Kirk Cousins getting next season, all I feel like that he's going to be getting. I feel like we know that Kirk Cousins has to be in the playoffs and the Vikings have to be in the playoffs next season. And I think there's not, not many excuses for them to be in the playoffs and because of what they did this season as, as well. So I feel like we, after what he showed this season, 13 wins, got to give him a more of a nod than uh 14 in my book. And, and, you know, I understand though, don't get me twisted. I, I understand because I see in other rankings where they had him at, like they had top 100 player rankings and he'd make it as like 98, 97. And I'll be like, ah, oh, damn. Well, at least he made 100 out of the top 100. That's a big standing, you know. That's still something, but damn. <laughs> I was like, but damn. Like, like, just barely cracked it and maybe a little more respect. But, you know, at least he made it. That's my book in my book. And for me, I feel like so definitely I, have to, I would at least be arguing for 12. That's fair. I'd argue for 12. You know, Justin Fields, I think, is a little – I feel like Justin Fields was also more of a backhand for me. I am high. I Don't get me twisted. He had a great season, but the success did not come with the stats. So That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I would at least argue for 12, and then you can always do the Dak Kirk Cousins coin toss that we do for 11. So, <laughs> But I'd be more satisfied with 12. Yeah, that's true. You could write like a – 5,000 word thesis, 5,000 page thesis on Dak versus Kirk Cousins argument. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, or in vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I agree. Like, that's fair. You, you're right. He probably should be above Fields. I just am such a believer in the Fields upside. That's the same with Watson. Like I said, I also did not know what to do with Watson. Um, but I'm glad you agree with me that golf deserves to be at the top of all those guys. Because I think he absolutely does. Do you think Watson deserves to be more around? Or Carr and Danny Dimes is. You can make that case, yeah. I, I, I mean, I would still put him up Danny Dimes to be honest. Like I couldn't put him below Danny Dimes as much as I believed in Daniel Jones improving. You had no problems with any of the uh, lower guys in that tier. No, Tua made sense. You know the injury concern, Kyler's attitude towards the locker room. We always <laughs> laugh at now. So, and. You know, obvious he has the big injury as well. He's going to be coming off of, so there's already bigger questions on just that as well. So, yeah, yeah, um, no questions on that. All right, sweet. All right, we'll finish out with the top here. Um, so we'll do just a quick seven, eight, nine. The top was honestly very easy. It took me not very much time to do this. Um, nine, Matt Stafford. I'm a Matt Stafford guy. I always have been. You can argue the injuries because of the injuries and the age. You shouldn't be this high, but he did just win the Super Bowl last year obviously this last year was just horrible it was a throwaway but he was not great he was in playing injured like and he missed missed the rest of the year i i still think matt stafford deserve fully deserves to be above everyone else on this list he's accomplished much more than all of them um eight i have rogers yes he's declining yes he's old he might be on a different team next year 
but I still have to give him the props for everything that he's done and the respect. Not, no longer does he have to be in the top five, elite, top-tier discussion, but I still have to give him the respect. I cannot put him lower than eight. I can put any of those guys above him, to be honest. Um, and then, I agree. And then seven, I have Lamar, who could – you could make a case should be higher, but the injuries factor in, and he's not as gifted as a pure passer as much as he's still a great player as any of the top six. So that's seven, eight, nine. No arguments. That I mean, Stafford maybe in my book deserves to be a little lower just because he's coming off of a huge injury. We haven't seen him in a minute, and we're going to see how he's going to react to that, his old age, and we don't even know what's going on with Mayfield and their whole quarterback situation in general. But just we're just talking optimistically. If he does come back, I can't put Goff, Dak, or Kirk Cousins, I think, over him yet. I still um, I don't think I could either. So I, I stand by you on that. Same thing with Rogers. I stand by you on those. Yeah. And then we'll see how everything pans out for as always, we have to see how things pan out for Lamar. As we are right now. Not as we are right now. Yeah. Now I thought it was respectful to have Lamar seven above above Rogers. I still think that's very high, obviously. All right. And then we'll just finish out the top guys. One and two are no brainers, but a six, I have Herbert. Um, he's still never won a playoff game, and he hasn't really taken a huge leap, but he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think he deserves to be there. Five, I debated going back and forth. I debated putting this guy a spot higher, but I have Trevor Lawrence five. I still need to see him take another step forward. I think he's an unbelievable superstar quarterback, and I, I think he probably will be four or maybe even three by the end of next year. You can make a case he's three, to be honest. He's great. I love Trevor Lawrence. But body of work, I, I kept him five. For Josh Allen, down a little bit, like a spot. Um, this year wasn't great. He had so many, so many turnovers, and they did not meet their expectations. He's still a special player, and he has had some great playoff moments and everything. So I still had him in the top four. Three I've Hurts, that was an incredible Super Bowl. I, I've i already been said I was wrong on Hurts. He was amazing all year. And then to play like that in the Super Bowl, that elevated him a couple spots in my eye. I would have probably, going into the Super Bowl, he probably would have been like, seven or eight after that performance yeah like i've never seen alan lawrence herbert do that or lamar never been in this like so to do that that put him three two i've burrow he's he's incredible i still fully believe he's the second best quarterback um i mean that that super bowl run last year was so impressive and then mahomes obviously is the best i don't think there's anyone in the world that can even make an argument for anyone else at this point like i think it's a pretty big gap between mahomes and everyone else so there you have it rankings okay so man you can argue i think the one argument here i think there is and it would be the hardest one to pitch to i understand the trevor lawrence one but for me the most tempting argument would be josh allen versus jalen hurts there I think those two are those two are going to be in the argument where we're going to be debating those two for a while. Um, me personally, I like the sample size that was given to us with Josh Allen. I'm not going to take it personally with Jalen Hurts, but maybe we should take some. Ref- I, I know we've been saying, "Oh, don't, don't." It's the NFC. You can't, you can't judge them for while the NFC panned out. Well. We're going to see how the Eagles pan out next season with all these free agency moves that they have to figure out. That's true. So 
they got Jalen Hurts and Josh. Same thing with the Bills, too. Like, Bills got to worry about their own business as well because you got always digs complaining in the corner now, it seems like. So you, you got to – for both those guys, a lot of attention, especially when Hurts gets that re-sign, um, if he re-signs and for how much and how long. No, it's it's going to be interesting. So those two guys are going to be interesting to compare to. But besides that, everyone else I agree with. We probably would be talking about Herbert in a different light. If he's stinking, would have not lost, blown a 28-point lead. But, hey, yeah, it is what it is, man. You lost the game, and that is a wrap on them. So, Colby, that was some pretty good stuff, though. I mean, it had the thrills of, uh, thrills of the spice of controversy where I had to be like, hold on a second. This isn't right. But uh, my only thing is, we're missing, we're missing someone from the whole tiers. Yeah, Heineke. I almost put him on there. Oh, oh, man, yeah, we're missing Heineke. I, I was even thinking Heineke Cole. Who Baker? Close. He was on my. Li- He's one of the names I wrote down that were not ranked that you didn't mention. Yeah, I just don't know if like those guys would be starters. So man, who else am I forgetting? Matt Corral. No, no. Um, this is getting offensive. Offensive. I'm yeah, this to, is I really forget someone. Who did I forget? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Hang on, I got you. Mike White. Hang on. Oh God. Uh, yes. Here we go. The old map. This will lead us right back to the bandwagon that we've uh the part. Oh, Davis Mills. <laughs> Wait, what happened to Davis Mills? Ah, you're right. I almost put him what on. Happened? I, I did on. almost put him on there. It's not, he's you could have at least put him at 32. You could have at least put him on. I thought about it. You know what? You know what? We can put him on over, over Matt Ryan instead. Yeah, that's, that's, fair. Like. that's fair. But, like, realistically, he's going to get replaced. So that's why I didn't put him on there. And I don't think yeah. anyone else is going to pick him up to be their starter either. So, like, the bandwagon did – eventually crash for a reason <laughs> yeah i was gonna say yeah the, ver- the bandwagon crashed and you forgot about it very as you should it looks like colby has good insurance the wagon this year. yeah we're already on to another bandwagon colby said don't worry guys we got great insurance we got a new wagon on the way here and uh it was desmond ritter you said right yeah we gotta start yeah. you know what Jalen? that could be that's a long-term segment right there we're gonna every year we'll start we'll have a bandwagon guy and then we got to count. So right now we're 0 for 1 on our bandwagon, guys. We need Desmond Ritter <laughs> to make that 1 for 2 this year. There you go. We got to be bounce back year for Desmond Ritter, for us and Desmond Ritter, especially especially when we have a chance in the NFC South. So good stuff, Cole. What, uh, what are your final thoughts, man? Final thoughts of season two, first oh. opener. NBA's kicking back off. QB carousel should be spinning soon now that Rodgers is out the dark. So great time for final thoughts. Yeah, man, I'm excited. This is a lot of great stuff to get to. I'm obviously so pumped for the draft. I'll just go back to basketball, though. I'm going to say I really cannot wait to watch these playoffs, man. This is going to be an all-time playoff push. These playoffs are going to be fun. No matter what seeding is, we're going to get some great. The West, this Western Conference first round has the potential to be, like, the greatest first round ever. Because normally the first, the East will not be. The East first round will be garbage, but. The West Conference first round should be all time. Some of these matches. They'll probably start the Eastern second round while the West is still doing their first probably. round. <laughs> probably facts. Yeah. And we've seen it before. So I, I definitely see that happening. Maybe it will probably be like two game sevens for the West. 
and uh the east is already wrapped up you know because they already got their solid four my uh my final thoughts cole probably going to take it to the nba as well because i want to save all the nfl takes as i can because it's gonna be a long off season mm-hmm. um yeah dude the nba for me personally i have to hope that the the wolves can as i know you just mentioned the western conference man it's going to be so brutal and so for me obviously my final thoughts are going to be wolves to make it out of that western conference plot thick because dude it is brutal and anthony edwards you have been talking in front of that that podium this all-star break and the light has been shining on him and i can't wait to see what he can do but as always colby it's been some good stuff man thank you for listening to the cj jc show whenever you want more bias takes go on over to our social media pages spotify or wherever you can probably find a podcast if we have it up and if we do thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.